welcome once again to the Ebone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 225th time on this Friday, March 26th, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, What's in a Name? Part 2. I think we can all agree that fish is great. You can grill it, fry it, boil it, or do pretty much anything else you want with it. Take sushi, for instance. People eat it by the bucketful, and honestly, I've never really understood it, if I'm being straight with you, because I thought it could give you diseases or something, because you most of the time eat it raw. But check this out. Apparently, the depths to which people will go to make sure they get some, especially for free, is sort of shocking, because in Taiwan recently, a sushi chain called Sushi Hero gave an offer for free salmon. But there was a catch. Get it? Fish? catch anyway in order to get it your id card had to have the chinese word for salmon on it and on a typical id there's height weight eye color and hair color you can't change any of that to salmon obviously so that only leaves one thing your name and that my friends is why salmon chaos has swept the nation of taiwan because 130 people have changed their names to either resemble the word for salmon or just straight up changed it to salmon and cut out the middleman to take advantage of the deal Don't worry, though. Don't worry. Don't get your panties in a bunch. They had a strategy to change their names back after the deal expired. But isn't it insane that for a few moments in time, there were essentially human salmon walking around? If you change your name to salmon, why don't you just go the whole nine yards, jump in a creek somewhere, and spawn between the summer and fall months? Check out some of these names, y'all. They get pretty elaborate. Explosively good-looking salmon. That's a new way to describe it. Must have been served with butter and champagne. Here's another one. Salmon prints. And some didn't even hide the fact that they just wanted to take advantage of this thing. One person changed their name to can't help but want to eat free salmon. If I owned that restaurant and I saw someone's ID with that name on it, I would applaud them for their commitment and give them what they want, but I would offer them a word of advice. Hey buddy, can you do me a favor and at least be the tiniest bit subtle about it next time? Turns out there might not be a next time though, because in Taiwan this kind of thing is only allowed three times. So here's how it works. If you've changed your name twice and then a third time to take advantage of free fish... Well, I guess you're a salmon prince now. Let's just hope your subjects adjust to the transfer of power with grace, and if not, they might sell you out to the grizzlies next spawning season. Good luck. This week I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week I would like to share a verse from the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing. Okay, in this verse we have three simple words, pray without ceasing. Now, obviously, this verse concerns prayer. Let's dive into what this means for us as Christians. Prayer is an amazing tool. We can use it to talk to God. We can use it to have conversations with the Father. He knows what's in our heart already. He knows what we're going to pray for, but he wants that communication between father and son. It's like a father and his child. You wouldn't want to not talk to your father, or if you have a son, or if you have a daughter and you're a dad, you wouldn't want to not talk to your kid. 
The Father desires communication with us, and that's one of the ways we can do it. It's always an open line to the throne room. Prayer is very powerful, and we've seen it done several times. Prayer works. Prayer works. One commentary on this verse says that we as Christians are supposed to be in a constant and uninterrupted state of prayer. We know that we should be ready to pray at any time, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Whatever it is, God can make it better. If it's bad, God can fix it. God can take it. Just bring whatever your issue is, bring that good thing or that bad thing to God, and he will hear you. Now, if you've read the Bible at all, you'll know that Jesus prayed. He even prayed so much one time that he began to sweat blood in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying before his crucifixion. Why did he pray, you might be asking yourself. He was one of the Trinity. It might seem like he didn't need prayer, but... The thing of it is, his life sets an example for our life. His life is how we should live. It's always great to pray, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are, whether you're in public or in private, whatever your issue is, whatever your triumph is, whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley, bring it to the throne room of God in prayer, because he loves you, friend. As we know, sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. That's why I decided to take it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter and see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is, why I didn't introduce my family. The first response of four is, my mom has all of her previous cats on display. To me, this just all depends on the context. Context is very, very important in this situation. Like, for instance, if she's got pictures of all of her old cats on display, like on the mantle or on the walls, that's cool. But here's the thing. Here's where the rubber really meets the road for me. If she's got pictures of all her old cats, that's cool. That's fine. That's endearing. That's charming, even. But if she's got all of her cats taxidermized with one in every room. I don't know if your thought process is the same as mine, but if that's the case, it might just be a little bit past time to question if your mom might be just the slightest bit strange because, come on, who am I kidding? I can't be the only one that thinks this. That is immensely creepy. The next response to hashtag why I didn't introduce my family is because I didn't want them to tell you about the great pie scandal of 08. Now, this, okay, let's just take this here at face value. We don't know what the pie scandal is, but I do agree that this should be examined just a little bit more because think about it this way. Every family has a story. Every family has something that went down. Take, for instance, that one neighbor of yours that went to Disneyland one year and rode Space Mountain. A little known fact to them is that they didn't give that triple-decker Texas chili cheese dog enough time to set in their stomach before they went on the ride. Here's where the twist comes in. They get on the roller coaster like nothing's the matter, and then their daughter, who had just washed their hair before they came to the amusement park, sits down a row in front of them. And they were all excited going up the hill, having a good time. Everything was chips and candy, aces and eights, until the descent. Because, unbeknownst to you, your neighbor has a rather weak stomach. That chili dog was only consumed about 15 to 20 minutes before going on the ride, so it wasn't fully digested, and, well, you know what happened next. He puked everywhere, some of it got in his daughter's hair, and it solidified on the way down, and that is why they can no longer talk about roller coasters at the dinner table. 
See what I'm talking about? Every family has a story, but I'm kind of thankful I don't know that one. It sounds messy. The next response, hashtag why I didn't introduce my family, because I'm the only normal one. The rest belong on Jerry Springer. Just as every family has a story, every family has its oddball. I think we can all agree on that. Just like, take Uncle Jesse, for instance. He kicks turkeys into the fryer like he's Adam Vinatieri kicking the winning field goal to propel the Patriots over the Panthers at the 2004 Super Bowl. And it's something different with this guy every Thanksgiving as well. You never know what he's going to get up to, and it's always entertaining. And yet, for all those, Oh, you gotta love him. That's just Uncle Jesse for you. Moments. You can't help but wonder what on earth compels him to do the things he does sometimes. The last response in this week's hashtag why I didn't introduce my family is because my whole family is unique, especially mom. We're all unique in our own special ways. Some of us like to use a washboard, a clothesline, and a wooden bucket to do laundry instead of a conventional washer and dryer. Others have an incredibly elaborate Santa-themed Russian nesting doll village that they keep up in their kitchen all year round, even when it's not Christmas. In that situation, you've just got to roll with the punches and learn to embrace the quirks. And speaking of names, some don't change theirs, but still get really excited about naming their kid. Matthew or Mark if it's a boy, Caitlin or Harley if it's a girl. Hold on, what about Amber? Or Jane? Or Becky? Or Susan? Hey, Madison, June, Jordan, Kelly. See what I mean? It's a big deal to some, but to others, well, they make mistakes. Recently, there was a post on Reddit that asked nurses and midwives if they'd ever tried to talk a parent out of a baby name, and one of the responses, you're going to want to sit down for it. A mom wanted to name her baby Latrine. I'm just going to pause and let you take that in for a sec. Okay, do you get it? They wanted to name their kid after a toilet. I don't know if I can even make a joke for that. Why? I mean, yeah, I get it. If it wasn't a literal military toilet, maybe it would be a cool name for a girl... What? We've seen worse. Of course you know I'm kidding. I'm all for being creative and expressive, but you've got to think about this stuff. It'll stick with this kid for the rest of their lives. And you, you'll be known as the parent that named their kid after a toilet. Do you really want that? There was another response that said they were going to name their kid Killer. You know there's no in-between on this one, right? That's a name you pick for either a large German shepherd who could rip you in half with ease, or for a two-and-a-half-pound chihuahua with eyes and ears about half the size of its head. This is a child. Choose something normal like Bill or George. Just anything but Sue. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.